0: The Coaches Roundtable is brought to you by Between the Lines. Between the Lines offers online training with current minor league affiliates from the comfort of your own home through online technology. With their coaching, watch your skills and money increase due to no longer needing to drive to get training. For more information, go to betweenthelines.pro. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Coaches Roundtable podcast. I'm your host, Joel Credo, and today I've got a few baseball coaches who are going to break down some insight and some information for us, but enough for me. Let's get to know our coaches, and we'll start with you first, Coach Milton. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to lately.
1: Uh, well, I, I'm from Canada. Um, I, I, I'm with the Ontario Terriers organization. Um, I serve as a coach and also as the uh, senior college advisor, uh, for the, for the program. It's a, it's a group of travel teams. Um, we've had, uh, probably, uh, close to three, 350 players that have gone on to play uh, U.S. college baseball. So my job is to help find them, uh, places to play. Uh, I've also been a, uh, scout with the, uh, with the Toronto blue Jays, um, also coached, uh, internationally, um. Uh, with uh one as a guest coach with uh, the junior national team from canada and uh, also with uh, a a team from the czech federation so um uh you know kind of i've coached i always say i coached everything from t-ball to to pro ball and uh, and and probably seen everything that goes along with
0: it awesome we're glad to have you and what about you coach beltron tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to lately
2: um, I'm a high school baseball coach in North Texas uh, for the past two years. Um, I coached out in East Texas for four years before then, and played, uh, played college baseball out there at ETBU. Um, I actually coach football currently right now. Um, if you're a high school coach in Texas, so you're you're probably coaching football. Um, and and uh, it's been my uh, this going my sixth year of coaching, um, and then lately actually just put in a huge order uh, at driveline today and trying to get some more private lessons going um, as well as you know use some more of those tools with our guys at the high school
0: awesome we're glad to have you guys on and so to break the ice i usually like to start with this question because it can go in any different direction and it always leads to a great story and we'll start with you first coach milton tell us about the craziest thing you've ever witnessed at a baseball game.
1: You know, it, it's funny. I was just actually thinking about that the other day and a bunch of us were, we talking about some crazy plays um, kind of on the heels of what happened on that, on that last play. And uh, I believe it was game, uh, game five of the world series. Um, but mine comes from, uh, it was the uh, 15 and under uh, Canadian championship and gold medal game. First and second ball hit up the middle. Uh, runner from second obviously he's he scores uh, ball gets by the catcher uh, goes to the backstop catcher is not covering um, for some reason the catcher goes to get to get the ball the runner that was on second that scored he's he's now waving the guy in that was on first so he's kind of just to the uh, to the right of the plate Actually sorry more in you know just in the left-hand hitter's batter's box. Well the catcher throws the ball to the uh to the pitcher. It hits the uh the 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 player that was in the left-hand hitter's batter's box. So all heck breaks loose. Nobody knows what the ruling's going to be. They they in turn end up calling both runners out. And so nobody scored all heck breaks loose, three coaches get ejected, um, fans are going crazy, and uh, on the good side, that, that the, the team that, that was on, you know, on the offense that time, they actually ended up winning the, the gold medal. But just kind of a crazy play that really the, the, the player was just kind of standing there, kind of guide the runner, you know, just slide inside, slide outside, and, and he ends up getting hit with the ball, and they, they make the determination that both of them are out and no runs will score.
0: Wow, that is crazy! And what about you, Coach Beltron? What's the craziest thing you've ever witnessed at a baseball game?
2: That's a that's a good one. That's a good story right there. Um, Rule rule changes or not rule changes, but like whenever umpires have to deal with what's what's the ruling, it's it always gets really interesting. Um, Craziest one that I saw. I just you know with uh, like you said, he's been thinking about this. You know, I don't have a ton of crazy stories. Um, The the most wildest thing that I've seen is uh, we're playing a district ball game, right? <clears throat> and uh, this is back whenever I was playing in high school. And we always taught our outfielders, our coach taught our outfielders to double pump, right, on fly balls whenever they're tagging from third base. So we double pump, right? So the runner takes off early. He scores, uh, or I guess kind of scores. So we appeal at third base. Nobody knew what was going on the entire time. It's absolutely crazy um it was a four-man crew nobody had any idea the home plate umpire is the one that actually ended up making the call and saying that guy was out after we had to tell him exactly how we double pump it was was crazy it was it's frustrating whenever uh whenever umpires get noticed or play a part but I always thought that was a really funny thing that happens because that's something that we did on a daily basis during practice
0: all right, and now we're going to kind of transition into the baseball questions where we can give some insight. And so we'll start with you first, Coach Beltron. What are some of the stats that you look at when you're evaluating players?
2: Um, whenever I'm evaluating players, I kind of have two different, uh, two different categories that I put them in, right? So I have off-season stats and then I have in-season stats, right? So off-season, we're going to look at things like exit velocity, you know, launch angle, all the, all the measurables, right. All the things that we get to say concretely, you got better today or you're hitting the ball harder. You're throwing the ball faster, right. Um, whenever it comes to in season, I think that's where those numbers are, are still tracked and still, you know, a part of our process. But at the same time we concentrate more on, are you getting on base? Are you playing air free baseball? You know, uh, What's your pitch count by inning? What's your your whiff percentage against curveballs? Um, are you throwing enough curveballs where you have a good width percentage on them? And so to me, the off season is more about development, more about, um, you know, hard, hard measurables, you know, the true data driven process. But then whenever it gets to in season, uh, what I care about more is, you know, contribution to the game, you know, because you can have the best exit velocity or throwing velocity that doesn't mean that it's actually translating to the field.
0: And what about you, Coach Milton? What are some of the stats that you look at when you're evaluating players?
1: It's, it's funny because I think we're going to be kind of on on opposite sides. Um, I'm not really a data guy. Um, I, I do see the merit in it. Um, I'm starting to come around in terms of of some of the uh, some of the different uh, measurables. Um, one of the ones that i like to use uh for running is just you know i think the days of running the 60 are are kind of over um i really look at at home to first and then i do it in increments i do it from 10 feet from 50 feet and then from 90 feet because i want to see the explosion out of the box i want to see you know kind of how they're they're moving and then obviously the end the end result um In terms of pitchers, you know, using, you know, velocity, obviously. Um, But, you know, I'm a big believer of first pitch strikes. Um, You can't can't survive. You can't throw first pitch strikes. And then again, you know, as Coach Beltran spoke about, you know, just, you know, taking each pitch, you know, whether it be curveball, whether it be slider, whether it be fastball, and tracking those as well to make sure um, on a strike percentage. But in terms of, for me, I use my eyes and my gut a lot. Um, Maybe it's my scouting background, but I just, I trust my eyes and I trust my gut um, a lot more than I do uh, numbers at times. But saying that, you know, um, I I see a lot of merit in it and I'm starting to come around and say, you know what, maybe it's time for, you know, an old coach like me to start, you know, using some of this stuff. and, and, And I do see merit in it.
0: Fascinating stuff. This next question will start with you first, Coach Milton, and it's this. What is something new that you're going to try this upcoming season with your team, whether it be a new drill, a new way of teaching something, a new way of explaining something, a new way of building culture, whatever that may be?
1: I mean, that's, that's actually part of our kind of the, you know, when we do exit meetings with our players, we also do exit meetings with our, with our staff as well. And and trying to plan out our our winter uh, our winter program and and you know I really liked what I heard Coach Belt, Beltran talk about uh, you know really developing the players in the winter and kind of getting down to you know mechanical stuff and uh, so I mean the the one thing that we're going to do is is obviously you know velocity has gone up whether you're you're you know at at 14U 18U minor league college pro ball it's the velocities are going up so one of the things we're going to do is kind of um get our pitching machine jacked up as as high as it's going to go we'll probably be around 90 to 95 and uh and have guys hit off that um as well we want to um we want to make sure that um we're finding that players are struggling with the with the elevated strike so that ball that's kind of you know uh, letter high or right at the top of the zone um we're finding a, a lot of players are, one they're not physically strong enough to stay on plane um so we're going to work with a with a high t drill um to uh to combat some of that um and then last on the offensive side is is it's something that we're incorporating uh we're going to look at quality of bats this year um i'm a big believer in and you know the batting average is not everything um if if you got a runner on second it's late in the game and you can push that ball the right side and you get out well you know what you did a heck of a job and you 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 to the team winning the game so i think those need to be rewarded um and then last thing on on the defensive side is just really you know working on controlling the running game and it doesn't mean having the greatest pickoff move um it just means that we're able to control vary our times vary our looks um, do some different things, try not to have, uh, you know, guys cut out of position. Um, also, our catchers, we're looking for our catchers to back pick a little more. And and, and I think the, the biggest challenge that we have is players are so afraid to make mistakes. And I think, you know, as, as coaches, we just got to say to them, you know, we, we tried this in our fall ball and just said, hey, guys, if you're going to make a mistake, make it. It's OK. And let's 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 figure it out now. So that's kind of what we're, what we're looking at. But again, that's something that's, it's always evolving. You know, we're always trying to something new. If if I see a new drill, I'm going to try it.
0: And what about you coach Baltron? What's something new that you're going to try this year?
2: Um, you know, it's kind of funny uh, that you said that, you know, you're, you're not a big data guy because last year was our first year with, with Soto and with Blast and all that stuff at, at this high school. And, you know, I, I dove in like, you know, head first and was, was just trying to figure it all out and understand it better. And, you know, it's gotten, it gets a little too technical. And I think that you have to, you have to use feel more with kids early on, right? They, they understand numbers and they understand graphs, but they also understand, you know, what feel or they need to understand what feel needs to come because of those numbers. So, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, last year we had it and I used it for about four months, four or five months before we shut down from COVID. And, uh, it was really interesting to use more feel stuff involved during practice now because kids are starting to pick up on things faster. Um, but that, thats something I kind of just wanted to say. Uh, as far as as far as new drills, uh, <clears throat> um, I saw this one from uh, from the THSBA clinic, the Texas High School Baseball Coach Association, where anytime they went live BP, they would always, you know, run on the last one, right? Well, the runner's job was to never stop running until they got tagged out, and you know, it—it it made me really think about how kids these days we, we we fear failure and we preach to feel very failure often you know we don't want to fail you know that you get the saying that uh um uh, i hate losing more than i like winning you get that kind of stuff but in, in reality we need to fail in order to understand where our ceiling is and so having these kids every time they you know they hit a ball in the gap and they're in a stand-up double well that might have been a stretch triple I might have been, you know, head first slide, bang, bang, play, but that could have been a triple. And so having them learn the game by failure actually starts to teach them a little bit of their limitations of their ceiling. And so they know, hey, that that ball that's in the gap, that's a double for me, even though it was a single last year, or even though I slowed up at first last year. Um, So I think things like that where they do fail, but we're using it to teach them where they're at and their role and what they are capable of are going to be big this year.
0: And coach Milton, you said that you wanted to add something else that you were going to try to new that you were going to try that was new this year. And what would that be?
1: We're going to incorporate more video um, and, and use it more, not uh, use it more as a teaching tool. Um, the one thing I'm a firm believer in is, is video does not lie. And, You know sometimes we can we can talk to players about certain things mechanically that they're doing Um, and obviously that you know there's a trust factor but um, we know what high school players are like and some are pretty strong-headed and you know the video just does not lie but i think video can be used as a great teaching tool um for our players and 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 i i really like you know Coach Beltron saying about the failure thing because we we actually instituted something in our fall. I just thought about it of you know reading ball down when you're on the bases or in that downward angle, and once you see that ball in the dirt, it's an automatic go. And we had guys thrown out, but you know what? They, that's the only way they're going to learn, and and you can't take that aggressiveness out of the, out of their uh, their heads.
0: Awesome stuff, guys. So this next question, will go back to you, Coach Milton. And this question is this: How do you implement culture with the organization that you work for? Well, we we talk a lot about our,
1: the history. Um, we talk a lot about the players that have that have come through, whether it be you know players like you know Cal Quantrill, who's now with the Indians, um, you know some of the, some of the other players that we've had coming through, and. You know just a little bit about the history of the organization and then we talk about you know kind of keeping everyone accountable to each other and that's on the player side but it's also on the coaching side too you know coaches have to be accountable to the players um, we have to be accountable to our our fellow coaches our opposing coaches um, so just kind of keeping everybody accountable and, and, and that way when when things do kind of sometimes go south you know we've got a a, a bit of a a foundation to go right back to and it, it kind of breeds into good communication too so instead of some things festering they kind of come out a little bit a little bit sooner and then lastly we 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 basically we have kind of a there's three things that we want our players to be and, and one is you know obviously you want to be a good teammate um nobody likes playing with a bad teammate and we also talk to our players about that you know you're going to be friends with these guys for you know many years you know and it's going to be off the field um we also talk about being a good son um you want to make sure that you're good at home you're helping your parents out um you're helping any siblings if you have them or grandparents or family and then last is uh, being a good person in the community um it's it's again we're trying to breed uh players that are going to hopefully come back and coach and, and, and be role models. And, uh, you know, if we can have good community leaders and, 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 and coming from our program, then I think that's a, that's a huge, uh, huge success for us.
0: What about you coach Beltran? How do you guys promote culture at your school?
2: You know, what's, uh, what's funny is, is this is my second year at this school and, um, the, the, it's the uh, the other coaches' second year here also, and when we got here, you know, they talked about how this uh, this program struggled culture-wise, right, how they didn't truly have an identity. They had some successful seasons, but there was no identity, and so uh, we went back to our our history of it and said, this is, you know, a good quality baseball program that's known for, and we came up with our pillars, right? And we don't, we don't have, uh, I'm not sure how long you've been at that facility, Coach Milton, um, but, you know, this being our second year at this high school, we don't necessarily have the record of every year we do this, right? So we are, we are creating this brand um, of Sherman High School baseball, and we're doing it, uh, I think, pretty successfully with Um, With trust of the players, you know, we have open communication with those guys constantly. Um, Common goals, so we know what they want. Uh, We know what they want individually, and then they know what we want as a team, right? So their goals are are, end up being our goals individually that also contribute to being towards the team. Um, One thing that I think gets kind of lost in communication is the vision for the program right? And so we constantly educate, um, we assess, we have, you know, slideshows where we show them uh, what we expect of them as far as, you know, on the field, off the field. Um, We're we're just constantly trying to build this little baseball curriculum that we use throughout the entire year to make sure we uh, reinforce those ideas of being a good student, being a good person, being a good athlete, off the field, and not just on the field.
0: Awesome stuff, guys. And so now I'll ask this question to you, Coach Beltran, as we start off this next thing I've got for you guys. So what do you do in the offseason to help improve your players, whether it be how you improve yourself or what you guys are doing with your players to make sure that they're getting better?
2: I think in the off season, as far as myself, um, I'm – you know, constantly reading, uh, you know, trying to find new ways to to take advantage of the resources that we do have. Um, but more, I think more importantly for the players is we, we video them often, um, which is something that uh, Coach Milton, that uh, you just mentioned, you would use more video. Uh, I've, I've found that some of these kids have never been videoed, have never seen themselves pitch, have never seen themselves swing, not from, you know, up close. They've seen from bleachers are from the stands or you know but not up close in a more technical view um so that's something that we do a lot uh again we we have our our curriculum we send out a baseball quiz every once in a while with uh you know like our baseball iq quiz we put that out um and we educate as often as we can just with reminders with graphics with you know notes and memos stuff like that that the kids get start to see more baseball information on a daily basis
0: and what about you coach Milton? What are you doing to get yourself better and your kids better in the off season
1: like like coach Beltron spoke about you know it's it's always trying to uh use the resources that you have whether it be you know attending coaching clinics uh watching video uh talking to other coaches um you know, visiting other you know other other teams practices, um, so I I think that's you know internally that's that's something that we do, and and we also look at you know, kind of always trying to get ourselves ramped up for uh, for the season and what can we do administratively um, a little bit better, but in terms of the players, um, you know, right now it's 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 really a focus on strength and conditioning right now, getting themselves kind of you know we get the guys and they've still got a little bit of baby fat on them and, and we're trying to get them, you know, stronger and, and faster. And, and, um, and also too, with, with, strength and conditioning, it leads to a little bit of accountability and they start to buy into the program a little more. And, and really that's what we want to see because obviously we're cultivating these players for the next step, which we hope is either, you know, either college baseball or pro baseball, and we know what when college lift times are for, uh, for the strength and conditioning. It's early in the morning and you got to do your homework. So we're trying to, uh, you know, get that into them and instill that into them now. Um, in terms of, of baseball stuff, again, the video stuff is, is something that we're going to continue to do. Um, but we're big into progressional drills. Um, so starting slow and then working up to game speed and and really when it's slow and players do make mistakes and they get frustrated you know one of the lines we like to use is well this is a perfect time because there's nothing on the line there's not that runner at third base in the in the ninth inning with two out you know if you fail it's okay and and then really kind of getting it up to to game speed because i think with anything that we do in this game um we really got to if we're practicing it we we need to get it up to game speed and and I think if you do that, and you know, uh, once you get on the field, the game actually slows down a little bit, and that's really one of the things that we want to see. And then we talk a little bit on on the mental aspect of of uh, of the game, you know, uh, kind of going up there with an approach. And and I'm I'm shocked when I talk to players, and I ask them, so what's your approach up there? What what are you thinking about? And a lot of times the answer is just, I want to hit the ball hard. Well, that's not the right answer. You have to go up there with a plan, you know, whether your OO plan, you got to think about what's the picture, you know, look at pitcher tendencies. Um, all those things, you know, when you, when you get deep into account, what are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to look for? How are you going to execute? Um, it's, it's, it's more of a, of a chess game. And we like to talk about, there's two boxes. There's the, uh, play box which is the batters box and then there's the thinking box which is kind of you know you can go in, in the play box and you know sometimes you that guy throws you a nasty uh, curveball and you kind of swing over top and have an ugly swing well then you got to step back out you got to recheck in you got to do your thinking then because once you get in the play box there's no thinking going on it's just execution. so um, those are really kind of the the pillars that we're gonna look at doing and then you know obviously with our pitchers, um just trying to, to build up you know strength and and uh and stamina because we want to make sure that our pitchers are able to uh you know obviously go out and take the ball every day and and contribute in a, in a positive fashion
0: awesome stuff so far guys and we'll wrap up this episode right here with my favorite way to end the podcast and i'll start with you first coach beltron and it's this question what is the best piece of coaching advice that you've ever received
2: Man, I, you know, I, I saw this question earlier, and I started writing down ideas, and I think I wrote down, like, 15 or 20 different things, and I was like, God, like um, I think the best piece of co- uh, coaching advice I've ever received um, <clears throat> is is we, have, we, as coaches, have to take responsibility for everything, right? So, if they don't know something, it's not their fault. If we didn't teach them, it's ours, right? Even if it's something simple, right? Um, you know, you you get to points in games where you can't you can't teach every single little thing that's going to happen. You know, what's that pitcher supposed to do, or what's you know whoever's backing up that play at the plate uh, supposed to do if it bounces off the runner, the that just scored, like that play you mentioned earlier. Like we you know we're not going to practice that and teach it. Um, so we you know we try and teach attributes so that way you know they just learn to deal with adversity rather than every single little skill. There are millions of combinations of things that can happen in baseball, and so we're not going to be able to practice every single one of them. So we have to have, we have to teach attributes. You have to teach, you know, dealing with adversity. We have to teach, you know, pursuing, uh, pursuing plays and things like that. But I think I think um, just take responsibility for everything, right? So I guess not everything. Um, I think Tom Coughlin said that. On his retirement speech, he said, if you guys don't remember, it's it's uh whenever whenever they win, they win. Whenever we lose, it's it's because I lose. Right. <clears throat> so anytime there's something wrong, it's you can't blame kids. It's on you. You know, you're the face of this brand, you're the face of, of this organization, and it's a hundred percent on you. And whenever they win, the kids won. Kids played great. And I know that's uh, that's a cliche answer from a lot of people, but that's um, that's honestly how it should be. It should be said enough to where it's a cliche, to where it's something that every single coach feels that anytime we win, it's because the kids won. Anytime we lose, it's it's my fault. And I think that's probably the best coaching advice I've ever received.
0: And what about you, Coach Milton? What's the best piece of coaching advice that you've ever received?
1: Yeah, along the same, same lines, Coach Beltron. you know, I, th- I think it's important that we give the, uh, the players all the tools necessary. Um, I remember I was, I was at a tournament one time. I was scouting, and, and uh, it was a championship game, and they, they wanted to intentionally walk the hitter. And this was before just, you know, saying, well, I just want to walk him, and, and the guy goes. So he actually had to throw four pitches. Well, two of them went well. The third one didn't go well. Ball goes to the backstop, runner from third scores, game over. And the coach is just going ballistic on, on the pitcher and the catcher and the players. And I happened to see him at the hotel restaurant that night and I went over to him and I just, you know, kind of started talking to him about the game and, 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 you know, I said to him, I said, have you guys ever practiced that? And he said, no. And I said, well, with all due respect, I said, it's, it's kind of tough to yell at your, your players for something that you never taught them how to do. And I think it's really incumbent on us to give them, you know, all the tools necessary, whether that's, you know, video or, or data or anything like that. Um, you know, we talked about before, never stop trying to learn. Um, this game is is always evolving. As much as I always say, the game hasn't changed in 100 years. Um it has changed, but we, we need to be able to, uh, to always try to learn more about the game, you know, connect with other coaches. Uh, it's a great way to learn. Um, you know, you'll get a, a tip here, you'll get a drill here. Um, and on drills, don't be afraid to steal drills. I, I, am not smart enough to make my own drills up. So I steal everybody else's. So coach Beltran, if you got some, some, some drills, I'll be more than happy to take them. Um, and then I think the last thing is is just the, the type of player that we're dealing with today is a lot different than than uh, I'd say probably five ten years ago, um, and and we need to learn to adapt to them. And and not not every player is going to be the same. And some players you're going to need to put your arm around them and give them that encouragement. And sometimes you're going to need to be that guy that puts the firecracker up his butt and 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 makes them go. So I, I think it's just the ability to adapt. To your to your personnel and and understand that they're all people and and one of the things i've tried to do pre-game because i wasn't very good at it in terms of communication is i now when they're warming up and they're they're throwing kind of pregame, i'm walking the line and i'm just talking to them and kind of getting a sense of what's going on in their lives because we know what teenagers are like today and and you know we need to know all the things that are going on so you know that if a kid's not having a good day you know, you need to kind of prop them up a little bit. So, um, you know, I, I think the biggest one is just trying to connect with other coaches and talk the game. We, the kids these days do not talk the game enough. We need to talk the game because that's how we're going to
0: learn. That wraps it up for the coaches Roundtable podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you would be interested in being part of an episode yourself, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at CoachKrato, K-R-A-T-O. Thank you.